I was really trying to figure out how to start this episode, and then I realized Flava Flav can say it a lot better than I can. Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of LM2 Talks. As always, I'm your host, Larry. And this episode will hopefully get back to being a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, the last few have been a little long, but that's what happens when you have the end of one year and the beginning of another year. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to get off my chest. And so today we're, we're going to talk about a topic that I you know, have some thoughts on, um, that I can hopefully get out in a lot quicker fashion than some of the other topics that we've had the last couple of weeks. And so this week, I really want to talk about hype, hype and expectations. And, you know, I know I started off with a sound clip from the classic public enemy song, don't believe the hype. And, you know, I I think what I want to say right off the top is, Hype isn't necessarily a bad thing. For those of you that know me, you know that I can be a very excitable person. If I'm really, you know, amped up on something that's either coming out or that I've watched or, you know, that I'm that I'm really feeling, I will sing its praises. I will get excited about it. I will be bouncing off the walls to a certain extent as much as I bounce off the walls about it. And if you've listened to this podcast, there's definitely things on this podcast that I've talked about that you can tell I am hyped about. I think there's something great about hype where it gives you, you know, this certain amount of energy that you may not normally have. It might make you work harder. It may make you more excited for things that are coming up. And those are some things that are that are really great about hype. And an because I, I really want to make that clear. Like hype isn't a bad thing at all times. The problem is hype can kind of derail us in a way because it might set us up with some loftier expectations than we really need. And, you know, being a media and entertainment podcast, I was realizing there are a couple of things that that really stood out to me that came out in the last couple of uh, months or or that I've experienced in the last couple of months, or the last month, I should say, um, that really kind of fell into the hype trap for me. And, you know, to be honest, they are all things that I would not have necessarily watched if not for kind of the swell of hype around them. And honestly, before I started recording this podcast, if something was getting a lot of attention, it was really hyped up and a lot of people were talking about it. I had a tendency to not want to engage with it at all because um, I'll never enjoy it as much as I possibly could because everybody is trying to make it sound like it's the best thing ever. And, you know, how is it ever going to live up to the expectation that that hype has built for it? And, you know, I think that's really what it comes down to. So, you know, the three properties that I was thinking a lot about when it came to this were Bird Box you know the new black mirror episode bandersnatch and you um the formerly lifetime series which is now a netflix series all of these things all three netflix of course had this really 
interesting swell of hype around them. With Bird Box, it was the memes and the just kind of showing up everywhere and everybody wanting to kind of take these ideas from it and kind of prescribe them to different things in their lives. And some of those memes are funny, but it also led to a lot of people kind of being like, oh, well, I guess I got to watch this show. You know, we should all watch this thing. What is this thing? Let's let's learn more about it. Oh, everybody needs to check out Bird Box. Bird Box is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. And that kind of cycle of building it up with hype, with hype, with hype, with hype, with memes, all of that sort of thing, it kind of made it so that, you know, even if I had gone in, you know, I, I'll be real. I would have probably felt the same way about Bird Box, even without the hype, where, I, you know, it's a competent, good kind of made for TV-ish horror thriller style movie. You know, not saying it's bad. If you like it, that's fine. I'm not saying that you are wrong to like it or anything like that. But because of the hype machine and the hype built up around it, I don't think I was able to go into it and enjoy it necessarily the same way that I might have if there was kind of no buildup around it. You know, and the same thing with Black Mirror Bandersnatch. You know, you get to that point where it's like, yes, Netflix, Black Mirror, they're doing something interesting, they're doing something cool, but once you get to that point where people are like, oh man, they're changing the game, they're doing something that's never been done before, blah, 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 all of that stuff really starts to kind of great on how competently done or how entertaining or how interesting things can be you know the third you know the third item within this list that comes to mind is you um you know like i said before it was a lifetime series that ended up getting canceled on lifetime netflix picked it up and for whatever reason i i honestly have no idea why but a lot of people really started to kind of latch on to the show. And, you know, everybody was like, you know, it started with a few people on my timeline at first where they were kind of recommending things to me. And they're like, oh, have you checked out you yet? You need to see you and blah, blah, blah. And and from there it became, you know, I saw a few people kind of talking about, oh, well, you is kind of ridiculous and it's doing all of these things. And so whether it was kind of like the positive hype of, Oh, like this show is really good. You need to watch it. Or, you know, the, this show is ridiculous hype. It kind of made me interested to see what was this thing all about? You know, let me take a look. And initially I was only going to watch, you know, three episodes, you know, but once I kind of sat down with it, I was like, well, I may as well watch the whole thing just to kind of see what this was all about, see why people were kind of so excited about this thing and, and recommending it to me and wanting to check it out. And, you know, again, even if I had avoided all of the hype that was out there, I would have still felt the same way about this ridiculous show. It does some interesting things. It's ultimately frustrating. I hate every character in it. That would not have changed, but it it really is kind of interesting when we think about how hype leads us to watch these things that in a lot of ways we sometimes feel like have wasted our time. I think that's that's kind of like the ultimate downfall of of hype. You know, because you you build you build and build this expectation. You're like, this is going to be really cool. This is going to be exciting. You know, it's only 
10 episodes that's like 10 hours of my life it's not too much that's going to be you know if it's good storytelling if it's interesting if it's you know visually impactful it's going to be so good i'm going to feel fulfilled and refreshed for having watched this thing and then you do it and then you wonder why you did it you wonder why you sat there for two hours trying to two to three hours to four hours trying to find every possible ending in Banderstatch, even though you're not enjoying the story or anything like that. You're searching for the meaning and for the excitement that other people had about it, but you may not ever be able to get there because you have built your excitement for it on the excitement of others and not on your kind of own genuine curiosity about the thing. And I think that's kind of, it's kind of the weird thing about hype, you know, or at least in, you know, not to, not to sound all lofty with the, in the age of social media, but you know, that's kind of what it is. Like hype takes on a very different form now where it's like, it's really hard to discover things on your own, you know, because of the way that the algorithms work and everything like that. Like, yes, we can game the system to a certain extent, but it's a little hard to avoid when, you know, everybody or a large majority of people might be talking about a very specific thing. Because when that happens, it gets that groundswell and that's the stuff that kind of gets promoted to your feed. That's the stuff that you start seeing the ads for. That's the stuff that you see in the, you know, in the trending sections and whatnot. That's the stuff that the news sites want to report on, especially the entertainment news sites. And so, you know, it hype in that very particular way robs you of that genuine experience of kind of stumbling into something and finding out that you like it on your own. And again, you know, this isn't to say that hype is bad or that, you know, people should not get excited and recommend things to people, but it's just a, it's just something to think about. You know, I found myself wondering, you know, what were the things that I've actually been really hyped up for recently that kind of let me down. And, and I think the, the problem with myself is I realized that I don't, I don't necessarily get my hopes up about a lot of things unless they, you know, uh, unless they have like a very proven track record within my world, you know? So I think the last thing that, you know, my, my hype meter might've been a little too high for was something like, you know, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And I know everybody is tired of talking about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I personally do not hate that movie. It does a lot of things that I really enjoy, but I remember when I went to see it in theaters, you know, I'd gone in with these like huge expectations for what I wanted to see. I was really hyped about it, really excited about it. You know, watching the trailers nonstop, really just everything that, you know, I had the hype that I had for the film caused me to kind of start to project my own thoughts about what it should be like many of the people that have thoughts on that film and even though I ultimately didn't hate it you know and I'm not one of those people that says it should be scrubbed from canon and that this was dumb and that was dumb it just ultimately could not live up to that kind of mental image that I had created for it and that's something that I, that I would really be interested in hearing from you all about, you know, what are some of those things that, you know, either you hyped up for yourself or that other people hyped up for you. And how do you kind of, 
let's use my favorite word again. How do you reconcile kind of that feeling of this didn't live up to the hype? How do you kind of work through that process of, you know, hey, I really wanted to love this thing. I really wanted to be able to take this or that away from it, but I just couldn't because the expectations that I had created in my mind were just too high. Um, you know, definitely share those thoughts with me. I want to hear what those things were for you. And, you know, just kind of generally, you know, what are some things that you feel like don't live up to the hype? You know, not just the things that disappointed you, but what are the things that you think, you know, kind of have that level of excitement around them, but they're just not as great as everybody makes them seem? You know, I'm sure I'm going to get someone who's going to chime in, you know, like, yeah, Game of Thrones isn't that great. You're wrong. But, you know, I could I could understand someone saying that because everybody tells them how great it is. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I completely understand if someone doesn't like Game of Thrones. I don't, but I do. But I don't. Um, but yeah, so, you know, again, like I said, real quick episode. Wanted to talk about hype today. Um, outside of hype, I do have a couple of quick reviews for you. So um, as I already kind of mentioned at the top, I did watch you on Netflix. It it was interesting, sort of. I don't understand why people kind of I, I understand why people enjoyed the ridiculous of this show, but there was a lot of it that was just really frustrating. And I wonder if if people took away the right things from it. And, and you know, to be honest, watching it, it was a show that felt like it should have been a one and done. It should have been one season one storyline kind of like kind of like a true detective thing where you know realistically we don't we didn't need season two i haven't started watching season three yet but i have a feeling that you know even with mahershala ali i probably will not enjoy it as much as that as that first season and you know i just can't help but think that this show you kind of really falls into that same place you know the other thing with it you know again just frustrating unlikable characters you know the utter ridiculousness and you know the i i don't know like i i watch a lot of stuff and you know i'm not gonna lie sometimes i enjoy watching irredeemable characters but like this took it to such an extreme level that I felt myself kind of disgusted by the show and by the characters in the show. So, you know, I'm, I, again, I'd, I'd love to have some conversations about this show. There's a lot of it that just really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And, and the other thing too is like, and you know, this isn't supposed to be a knock on Lifetime or any of the people that worked on the show or the actors, because I know everybody everybody worked their butts off on this thing. And, and again, like I said, there is some really interesting stuff. There are some things that are genuinely good and interesting about it. But like, I couldn't help but think like, hey, you know, we're trying to take some ideas from Dexter and we're trying to take some ideas from Mr. Robot and we're going to put them into this romance thriller. You know, if we can call it a romance thriller, thriller because it's 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 kind of the antithesis of what romance is 
you know, and, and again, like I, I should have said this up top, but for those of you who don't know what the show is, essentially it is a show about a stalker trying his damnedest to win over the object of his affection and the lengths that he goes through to make that happen. So, um, on premise alone, I almost didn't watch it, but again, as a media and entertainment podcast, you kind of have to force yourself to watch some things that you probably wouldn't normally watch or enjoy. So, Something that I did watch and thoroughly enjoy and think you should all watch, though, is If Beale Street Could Talk, um, based on the James Baldwin novel. Um, It's Barry Jenkins' second, you know, major film um, following up Moonlight. Um, What I can say, uh, because I'm sure there are a number of you who do not know the story, have not read the, the, the book... It is it is a beautiful film which uplifts but also has this kind of quiet understated fury and anger with the system to it. Um I'm not just, I'm not going to say much more than that in terms of the story because I think it is something that everyone should experience on their own at their own pace but what i will say is there are so few depictions of black love on screen that are as beautiful as in this film and you know just the way that black folk are so lovingly lit and filmed and you know the angles that are used and the tonality and the colors it's just it's it's a sumptuous film in a in a it's it's hard to put to words if you've if you've seen it i'm sure you know a lot of what i'm talking about if you haven't seen it as soon as you watch it i think it'll become pretty clear what i'm talking about but yeah go see that film i I have a feeling that, you know, once we get to the Oscars, it might be up for a few things. Um, so see it now, um, you know, while the, the crowds are light and you're not sitting with the group of people that are seeing every Best Picture Award nominee, um, go see If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, other than that, um, I have an item that I'm loving this week. And it is Chef's Table. So Chef's Table is a docu-series on Netflix. And really what it's doing is it's looking at all of these different chefs around the world and kind of, you know, what it was that kind of, I guess the easiest way to put it is like what it is that set them on their path. So looking at them, not just as chefs, but as people and how their work relates to either their culture or their country or their sense of being or their view on the world and how all of these things are kind of intertwined. And so, you know, a couple of things that I found really interesting about it, and I'm probably going to write a little bit more about this on my blog. Um, 
but you know just kind of looking at the idea of the chef at chefs as activists chefs as cultural commentators and how they are able to use their station how they're able to use their restaurants as a way to elevate these different kind of topics or things that are going on around the world um and so it's not just about hey i've created this beautiful delicious piece of food but you know the you know, you know, migrant workers are being exploited in kitchens and not being paid what they should and aren't being listened to. And, you know, people are turning their backs on them when they find out that they may be undocumented or whatever it is. And being able to hear a chef kind of shine a light on some of those issues and inequalities and inequities. And again, just use their station, use their you know, in a sense, fame, because a lot of times these chefs are, they they become famous people through their culinary excellence. And to see them not just kind of coast on that, you know, because I think a lot of times we, we get that kind of rock star vision of some of these chefs to be able to see that they are people who are using that to actually make these inroads on these different topics i i just there's something really beautiful about that and again the the filmmaking of this show is gorgeous so i met also had mentioned my blog i have started writing again as i said i would in my resolutions episode and the first new blog post that i have up right now is my 19 for 2019, uh, looking at some of the pieces of media and entertainment that I'm looking forward to this year. I hope to do a couple more pieces. Uh, one of the ones that I have on the docket for this week is an exploration of some of the characters that I would love to see enter the Spider-Verse. Um, basically some Spider-Man or other Marvel characters potentially that I would want to see animated into the Spider-Verse, you know, sequels or spinoffs, things like that. Um, so that's going to be coming up. As I said, I'm also planning to write a little bit more about my thoughts on Chef's Table and some of what I love. Um, I'm also going to be doing a little bit of an exploration of some of the things that kind of have an aesthetic that I love. Um, and one of those pieces is going to focus on the music video heavy metal um, from the the electronic duo Justice. Um, there's a lot that I want to kind of say about that music video. And I don't know if it necessarily fits on the podcast, but I feel like I can do a lot more justice and writing hopefully and also sharing some screenshots because it is such a visual thing you know it's there is kind of a, a story to it so to speak but you know it's something that i feel like you have to see and watch to really understand and so you know my blog might be a little bit better place for you to experience that and so that blog can be found on my website larry mcallisterii.com um, that's where you can also see some of my other, you know, photo work and things like that. Um, every episode of this podcast is also uploaded there. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. If there are things that, you know, you, we, if you look through the blog and you're like, oh, look, this is really cool. You should do more of this. Definitely let me know. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it for this week. As always, reach out to me on social media at LarryTron pretty much everywhere uh, on pretty much every social network. 
You can also email me, Larry at LM2photo.com. I want to hear from you. I want to hear, you know, what were your, what are your thoughts on this episode? You know, what are your responses to the hype question? You know, what are some of the things that you hyped up in your mind and ultimately kind of ruined for yourself? And what are some things that you feel like never live up to the hype that people built for them? Um, you know, on top of that, I would really love to make sure that I have some questions for a Q&A section in this podcast. I know that a lot of people, you know, are, are several weeks behind in their listening. And I don't even know if most people listen this far into the podcast. But if you do, definitely drop me a line. And please, 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 if you can, leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Whether Oh, sorry, my voice just cracked. <clears throat> it must be this second puberty thing that I keep hearing about. Um, definitely leave uh, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether that's on Spotify or Stitcher or you know iTunes, wherever you're listening. Please, please, please leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast. It also helps me know that I'm actually doing a good job or there are things that I need to change. So, yeah. It's another week of LM2 Talks. Hope you enjoyed. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Peace.